Um, we're going to have a moment of silence for Jessica Walter, too. I don't know if you saw that. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you do. Who is it? It's fucking Mrs. Bluth. Oh, shit. Is that why I saw so much stuff about her? Yeah. Oh, damn. I know, right? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, you, got any, you got any best of Lucille clips we can yeah. play? Everything I do is so dramatic and flamboyant. It just makes me want to set myself on fire. If you're saying I play favorites, you're wrong. I love all my children equally. I don't care for Joe. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. I have the Ike and Tina tuna. Plater platter. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. Get rid of the C word. I'll leave when I'm good and ready. I don't know who that is, and I don't care to find out. I don't have the milk of mother's kindness in me anymore. Yeah, that udder's been dry for a while, though, hasn't it? Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Uh, it's a Friday morning. The weekend is here. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's all the fucking weekend to me, to be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> Still? <laughs> do, we always... have any, do we have any uh, jobs potentially lined up for you or are you just straight <laughs> full-time crypto now forever? I don't know. Um, I have a I have a call today at two with um, now that we're getting close to the end. Uh, I have a um, I'm I'm allowed to go back into the uh, into the um, interview process. No, I can go into like the like the the uh, business I was in. So I can go to competitors. Oh, oh, you can compete now. With I can your... go to I can go to the competition now. Yeah. Got so it. I see. I have a, I have a phone call with uh, a competitor. Uh, nice. This afternoon, so we'll see how that goes. I just feel instead of you know maybe a completely different, uh, you know, a completely different industry. I have you know almost fifteen your, years. Your hashtag too old for that shit. I, <laughs> bro, the this year. This past two years, I'd say, I just feel older and older, man. You get creeping up on forty is no joke. Like you, I really feel old. Wow, um, I'm a, I, I, you know, me over here on the, I'm still on the young side of the thirties. I'm still on the front half of my of my thirties. And I'm so. telling you, it doesn't happen to thirty eight because thirty seven I felt fine. Thirty eight was that was that was the one. Um, that was it, huh? Yeah, you're like, okay. oh shit. Interesting. Uh, it's real. I just feel like, uh, I mean, if I were out of work for so long, <laughs> I don't know how I would go back. Like, I, I've been home for over a year for for just you know COVID working, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I'm going to go back to traveling for work. It's going to be really difficult. It's like. I've never valued my own time more, and I don't know. I don't know. See, I feel a little, I guess a little different. I feel I could be doing so much, but because I have nothing kind of prioritizing my time, um, I can't, like, if I have a lot, of, a lot of things to do, I can get a lot of shit done. But if I don't have a lot of things to do, I feel like I don't get anything So done. what you're saying is you just have zero discipline. Um, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. You need like if, you need you need the corporation to be punching your time clock so that you can stay on track, right? And with everything else too, like I just feel like I get less stuff done around. Like I don't know, maybe less stuff done around the house, that kind of thing. Um, like I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like the pressure of a job uh, allows me to uh, to maximize my time. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. I. I I wish I could be in your shoes instead. Um, it's got a nice little. I've got a nice little balance going on at the moment. That um, yeah, uh, I I, I wouldn't mind going back to that balance. I think that'd be just fine. 
Yeah, but uh, if I have to travel three nights a week again, that is not. You were traveling it. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's too, that's a lot of. Traveling. First of all, it would probably be the death of all of our shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are actually recording for the second Friday in a row. Um, not intentionally. This will not hopefully be a regular thing. We're still going to aim to get our show out on Wednesdays. I was uh, sick this week, so I actually thought i might have covid so i went yesterday got a test you for real you for real thought you had covid yeah i did and (laughs) i am luckily negative so excellent uh the good part of that is i was i i'm supposed to get my second vaccine shot on monday you already got your first one yeah so if i didn't if i got covid like days before my second vaccine after being really cautious and good for a year i was gonna be real pissed That's upset. <laughs> like, yeah that would be upsetting pissed. but yeah so uh that you know this is the part of the show where in our show doc it says witty banter so i'm not <laughs> really sure what else we want to cover here you got any you got any other great life experiences going on it was your daughter's birthday how did that go lots of cake or what yeah double cake it was a double cake birthday um we had uh, her birthday was on a Monday, but we were having people over. We had uh, my dad and my stepmom over for the weekend, so I got a cake on Friday, and that cake was all gone by Sunday night. So on Monday, her actual birthday, we had to get another cake. Wow! Um, so double cake birthday. Um, I love the double cake going, and ch- it, it seems like that happens more often than not in your household, which is is a great thing. Let it all cake. yeah, it all depends on the the, the actual date of birth. Um, if we if we celebrate a little early, then it. it, it it can absolutely be a double cake birthday. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, what uh, what else are you into? Any any recommendations you got lately? Anything like that before we get into the crypto news? Um, what am I watching? I I I, I was telling you this this morning. I was watching uh, Midsummer again for like the fifth time. Oh my if you haven't god! Watched if you that, haven't seen that? That is, uh, it's one of the weirdest, most effed up movies I've ever seen. It's not even that weird or effed up. It's a little bit. It's uh, I've seen. Oh, come sig- on. It's significant. It definitely. We- Maybe that's what Canada's like, but I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not the weirdest movie I've seen. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's good though. It's it's definitely intense, um, but not like not too bad. There's probably like three or four kind of like intense moments, but it's very beautifully shot uh, and acted. And, uh, it's a good movie. Uh, but I've been watching. Um, it's weird, people. <laughs> it's definitely a little weird. It's basically <laughs> about a cult and uh, a Swedish cult. A Swedish cult, no meatballs present. So no, you know right from the start it's going to get weird, and, and <laughs> the furniture looks strange as well. Yes, it's uh, it ends very weirdly as well. <laughs> um, it does. Involved. The ending is weird. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I've I've seen this a year ago, so I <laughs> and it's still etched in your mind. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, all right. Let's get into the crypto markets. What a week it's been. Um, we're a little down from last week. Chamber. Yeah, we've got. Uh, let's run through the top ten. Bitcoin at the time of this recording. A meager $53,307.17, down 8% in the last seven days. Ethereum, 1639, down around 8% as well. Uh, Cardano, number four, uh, sorry, Tether, three. Cardano, four, uh, minus 2%. Binance at 248, down 5%. Polkadot uh, at six. XRP, <laughs> The, the diamond in the rough, up 16% in, no the, past, in the past seven days <laughs> at 54%. Who's buying that turd? Who knows? Uh, Uniswap at 27.96, down uh, 7.3%. So Uniswap now at number eight. So uh, if you remember on our show from New Year's Eve, me and Ledger were on Team Uniswap as the coin that would jump into the top ten. So we are uh, sufficiently <laughs> do you, winning. Do that you remember one. what uh, what Josh and I picked? Yeah, you guys had Monero, correct? <laughs> and then immediately it dumped. I would say yeah. within two weeks. So Monero um, is now at twenty uh, fourth in the rankings. Here. Not good. At, Not good. Twenty uh, fourth at. I feel like it was top fifteen when we. Yeah, no, first... it was. It was like creep. Of, it was definitely up there in that <laughs> space. Yeah. So, um, Theta, 
Theta in the new, a new coin in the top 10 at $12.32, up 46% this week. Do you know anything about Theta? I mean, I've seen it across my timeline, but I have no idea what it is. I don't really either. So let's take a look at what Theta is live and in person. $12.32. Um, it is I think now it's ranked. A, is it a platform? It's got a $12.3 billion market cap. Um, this is how great we are at our jobs here. I just don't really, I've, I've heard of it. I didn't know it was this big of a thing. This says uh, the Theta Network next generation video delivery powered by you. Theta mainnet 3.0 in 96 days. Okay, so that doesn't seem like it's the uh, catalyst for this pump. Um, let's see, news. March 15th, Theta Labs granted uh, second U.S. patent for ultra-high transaction throughput micropayments Ooh. to support decentralized video and data delivery. Interesting. Okay. So that's the most recent news article here from the 15th. Um, very interesting. We, I think we got to do a little more deeper dive into Theta here. Mm-hmm. What I'm making think? a note. I'm making a note. Hot off the press. Theta Labs. Yep, that's what I just said. Okay. Uh, there's Theta TV, which looks like a, a gaming. Esports on the blockchain. Oh, very interesting here. Are you a big esports guy? Well, <laughs> I mean, I am now you... di- I am now a digital horse owner. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would say I would say definitely now an esports guy. <laughs> but do you know like the, the the big people on esports? Like you know what I mean? That have like two million followings and all that stuff. I've, I've no, been seeing... and it's mostly because uh, mostly because those are not my uh, historically not my type of games. So like I was. What are these guys? Pl- what are the What are these guys playing? Well, so these guys are playing like Call of Duty and Fortnite and stuff like that. And I was I was always a sports gaming person so like i would follow some of the like the madden streamers and stuff like that but those I, i'd say that's kind of like the next level down from are like, yeah are they not close are. are they not close to that like uh if you're into I like i wouldn't say they're i would think they're probably not i can't say with certainty but um but definitely the call of duties and the Fortnite people are kind of a, i would say bigger audience much bigger audience i would mm, think um, interesting that's just that's just me speculating. I don't quite know. That's what um, I take as fact these days. Yeah, well, you know. Um, but the uh, hold on, we just got a random message yeah. into our Brian group, and this is a great question from Brian Fong. Random question: Do you guys call a can of soda pop or a soda chamber? What do you say? This is a fantastic question. Uh, in Canada, uh, much like uh, much like Minnesota. Uh, if you ask a hundred people, ninety-nine out of a hundred are going to say pop. Um, I in am Canada? the in Canada. I am the one guy sticks out like a sore thumb that says soda. Um, just to really just you know upset the apple cart. So in the United States, it's definitely a regional thing, right? Yeah, so I've I've noticed that too. East Coast, East Coast, definitely soda. Uh, Midwest is definitely a pop. So when yeah. I lived in Illinois, uh, growing up, it was pop. Everything, everything was pop. E- even in and Illinois. I think okay, Brian is in the Midwest, so he's probably uh, he's probably a pop guy. Um, but uh, the I was when I grew up, I I moved from New Jersey to Illinois, so I showed up as the soda guy. And I got also got ridiculed uh, uh, for being a soda guy. Yeah, I like I like to I like to go against the grain. And as then you know. I think and then I think if you go a little more west, like the like the Dakotas, mm-hmm. it turns into soda pop. Wow the, and, the the infamous soda pop that's very rare to see. Yes, where you and then both. it fades back into soda on the west coast. I think. I think soda is just better. It makes I think it sounds better. Um, and well, I love like, it when I go into what is into, pop. Soda pop, you know, like that's, I think that's where it comes from. Right. But like, what is like, so soda is what it is, right? Right. I agree. Because it's soda water. Mm-hmm. I guess the pop is the sound it makes, right? I guess anyway, so. All right. We're off the rails now. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Theta. So check out, uh, let's check out <laughs> Theta. Uh, let's check out Theta. And then the top 10 uh, 
the last one in the top 10. So we are creeping out of the top 10 for this coin. Maybe it is time to put it out to pasture. And that is Litecoin. What are your thoughts there? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't understand why. I mean, it's almost at XRP level for me at this point. Like, what are you you doing uh, with Litecoin? I just Uh, don't see what the use case is, right? Right. Um, I actually made a tweet uh, this past week where I said Beeple was Charlie Leeing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't realize what was going on with that, and it made me look into what was happening with that. So, um, explain it to me. What did Beeple? So Beeple got all of his sixty-nine million in ETH from that sale, and then he yeah, his ETH. And then yeah, he just converted it to USD. Like, a, I, like I don't understand why people were so upset. Other than people the fact were that upset. It, I know, but it. it Dude, it moved the price like a couple percent. Like, relax. And let's. What are we talking about? What, what price? What did you say Ethereum was at? Like sixteen eighty or something. Fuck off! It's sixteen hundred dollars. Like, it's not like he's dumping it. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, like five hundred bucks, eight hundred. <laughs> like, chill out, uh, everybody. And it's exactly. his money. It's his yeah. money. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about. Uh, potentially how he did that later converting his money Mm. so um we are introducing a new segment that we're going to do maybe once a week maybe once a month not really sure yet we have no structure on this show no um but we are bringing you into a a new segment so yes it's going to be so uh crypto is is changing again we are seeing finally some new people come into the space so we are going to do kind of a a basics segment uh every so often to kind of just describe for people how you know some of the basics work in crypto because i think there's a lot uh of learning curve for somebody new um but anyway shall we get into the news i think we should let's get to the news All right, where are we starting today, Chamber? Um, I like the idea. I think the first one we should start with is, I think is, is going to be kind of the, the biggest news of the day, uh, at least of today. Um, 4,000 times more capital efficient. Uh, Uniswap team reveals details for version three. Um, so huge, uh, huge news about to come out uh, on version three of Uniswap. Uh, just a quick take here. New details about Uniswap's next iteration, version 3, uh, were made public on Tuesday. Version 3 focuses heavily on making the decentralized exchange uh, as capital efficient as possible. Uh, and version 3 is expected to launch on Ethereum uh, May 5th. Um, so and, what are we talking uh, about for capital efficiency? Are we talking about liqu- uh, liquidity? Are we talking about slippage? What are we talking about here? Do we know? So let's get into it a little bit deeper here. Uh, last week, Hayden Adams, the Uniswap founder, captured what was perhaps the spirit of anticipation around the long-sought details of version 3 in a tweet. Uh, quote, if I have to go another week without uh, publicly announcing details of Uniswap version 3, I might go insane. So that was like a little announcement of an announcement. Uh, um, the classic. <laughs> classic crypto. Adam uh, was far from alone. Uh, across the industry, market pundits have been pondering over the improvement features of version 3, uh, version 2, the current iteration. New de- new details were published Tuesday and are set to be implemented, uh, like I said, in May. At the heart of the upgrades uh, is the ability for liquidity providers, LPs, to make markets within customized price ranges. Uh, oh, appro- yeah, so that, yeah, so that's an approach dubbed uh, concentrated liquidity. LPs are responsible for placing their assets into liquidity pools against which Uniswap users trade. Uh, this is uh, comparable to Wall Street market makers uh, who provide liquidity and thereby help traders move in and out of positions. So previously, LPs were required to have capital uh, on standby for infinite range of prices for existence. So for anybody who doesn't know what an LP is, what are we talking about? So uh, an LP is, uh, so uh, you get LP tokens when you, um, basically, if you have, say you have a certain amount of sushi. But it stands for liquidity provider. Liquidity provider, yeah. Um, so if you have a certain amount of sushi, so say you have five Ethereum worth of sushi, um, what you can do is you can take that five Ethereum worth of sushi, and then you also take five Ethereum, and you you submit the contract to Uniswap. You then get 
LP tokens. Uh, so you have now you now have LP tokens for Ethereum Sushi, and you can stake those and and basically claim fees uh, or basically get payouts for anybody you know trading uh, either Sushi or Ethereum or pardon me going in and out of Sushi or Ethereum. Um, so you get a, a percentage of of the fees that are collected there. Uh, so it's been it's been pretty you know it's been pretty. Uh, advantageous for a lot of people. Um, this is a, another way you can farm as well. So when you hear people talking about farming, they're actually creating um, liquidity provider tokens um, and then farming those or basically putting those on a particular site and they're farming either new tokens. So I think that's what happened with, um, I'm trying to think of some of the uh, some of the tokens that were created out of LPs. But if you had, um, if you had sushi, I think you could get uh, what was the one you could get from sushi? It had a kimchi. I think kimchi was one. Do you remember that back in the day? No, but that sounds right. Yeah, kimchi. I think was one where you could where you could stake your uh, sushi Ethereum LPs, and then you would get um, you would get either sushi or kimchi as a uh, as a beneficial token. So um, and and then that has its own market cap after that. So you're making making a lot of money. Um, so in version three, you'll be able to set your price range because what what can happen sometimes if you have a if you have you know like I said five Ethereum worth worth of sushi, but the price of sushi goes up, the distribution in your LP changes. So it's not a 50-50 split anymore, and you can end up with a lot of sushi and very little Ethereum. But if the opposite happens, then sometimes you have to actually have to upgrade the amount of Ethereum that you have in your LP. Um, so in I guess in version three, you'll be able to set the parameters on where you want to be uh, as far as a liquidity provider, which seems, uh, which seems pretty interesting. Yeah, and then it says here that um, some of the other main new features are custom liquidity ranges, kind of what you were just saying, right? Uh, enables multiple orders of magnitude of improvement in capital efficiency. So that's interesting. And it's uh, meant to combine the best of AMMs and order book exchanges. So uh, I'm not sure if this will lower fees. It could potentially, Um no, I, I don't think it would necessarily lower them by a lot, uh, because isn't that really an Ethereum thing? Yeah, not. All, I think that will hopefully that takes care of itself with Ethereum once Ethereum launches uh, some of their uh, you know new upgrades. It's getting I've been, rough out there. I, I've been hearing a lot of um, a lot of a lot of things coming down the pipe when it comes to fees on Ethereum. Um, a lot of benefits coming, so hopefully that makes its way but then you have some competitors that are coming in with uh do you think like i mean what's the lifespan of ethereum here are we like when do people get fed up uh we've been hearing about ethereum 2.0 for three years i mean if they're not fed up yet i mean i don't know if they're gonna get fed up i don't think people but i I do think it's it's hamstringing a lot of new entrants like oh yeah yeah, you're new if you're new uh, you're not used to paying $40 to no. transact anywhere on anything, right? We're, oh, yeah. I mean, we're so far away from, from new people trading in these markets, whether it's on Ethereum or on something else. Like we had uh, a couple couple weeks ago, you know, Binance um, Smart Chain seemed to be like it was the Ethereum killer uh, for a bit. And then it got way too scammy. It got scammy real quick, uh, and, and then you know people realized it wasn't going to be replacing Ethereum anytime soon. Um, you know, people are talking about Polkadot in the same way. People are talking about um, what's um, what's um, the Red Run? What's it going to? It's going to Matic. Yep, Zed Run. <laughs> I always call it fucking Red Run. Uh, Zed Run. <laughs> <laughs> A Zed Run is going to Matic. Uh, so that, that's another uh, platform which you know talks about like obviously lower fees, and then Solana is is kind of like the next one up uh, from Sam. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, until one of these other ones really asserts themselves as the the place to be, where it's not going to be full of scams, it's not going to be full of fucking rug pulls. Um, you know, if 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 that's Solana, if that's something else, if it's Polkadot, if it's Matic, I don't know. But until that happens, I think Ethereum's very strong for the time being. Uh, and if Ethereum can fix the the uh, the fee issue to a certain extent, I think it it will retain all of its you know uh, market share. I think. 
Yeah, interesting. I mean, the fees are definitely an issue. So yeah. it's uh, it really yeah. It basically comes down to it, is a competitor going to come in quick enough? Uh, and you're, a certain- seeing, you're seeing a lot of the games move to other platforms, mm-hmm. and that's because you are transacting much more frequently, right? It's not like right. it's not like making a, a trade on Uniswap where uh, you might be trading once a week, once a month, once a day. You know, in these games, you're transacting potentially multiple times an hour or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's why we've seen a lot of these games, like you just mentioned, move to things like Flow, where Top Shot yep. is, or Matic, or, um, you know, these other blockchains where they're feeless. Um, so it'll be interesting because... And, and you, you bring up a good point. Maybe that's what it looks like in the future is... There are certain blockchains for gaming and that sort of thing. There's going to be certain blockchains for trading uh, or or just transactions. You know what I mean uh, at, at a high velocity. So you know there's there are certain. Um, there's I think certain that's platforms. so interesting from like where we came from three years ago, where like everyone was just trying to be the next Bitcoin in the sense that. Um, well, we just have the fastest transactions, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus, you know, really building out platforms. And uh, I think we're seeing these platforms or other blockchains that are doing a multitude of these things. You know, that's what's winning at the moment. You know, well, and it's I mean? kind of like uh, it's kind of like you know, we always equate it back to the internet. Um, Google is you know the website we use for searching things. And Amazon is the, you know, is the website we use for buying things. Not the same website, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. both Google and Amazon can't be one that one thing or can't be all things to everybody. So they have, there are certain websites for certain things and maybe there'll be certain blockchains for certain things uh, yeah. in the future. So we'll see. I think that's going to be true, right? So um, makes the platform hunting attractive i feel Mm -hmm. Uh, well i think we're starting to see like i think we're starting to see good projects i think three four years ago it was just the idea of that it's taken that long to build right Mm -hmm. like absolutely you know so uh these things don't pop up overnight and the ones that do usually aren't uh worth it but at the same time you know we were seeing these types of things happening in 2017 with neo and you know uh waves and a billion other ethereum killers and now they just go by different names you know what i mean it's now solana it's now polka dot and we may or may, they may or may not stick around like in three years from now it'll be the 2020 2021 versions of of those same blockchains you know what i mean so what is it that has to happen for them to stick or for ethereum to lose some traction well like for example you brought up flow um I think that's a great one because look, NBA top, like we talked about NBA, NBA top shots a lot, uh, NBA top shot a lot. Um, it's 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 one of the most popular things in blockchain right now. Uh, we're getting regular people talking about it now. They Dapper did the ESPN spot on it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like are you kidding me? That's what I'm talking about. So you have Flow that has created a your Dapper Labs that created a product to to work on Flow. Uh, that is is working extremely well, is extremely popular, allows for new participants to enroll extremely easily, um, and it's it's. I mean, you can now you add more things. No, exactly, and you can add so many more things to Flow. So maybe Flow becomes the collectibles there blockchain. There was another game that launched this morning at five. Oh, was that the uh, the race one? Like the yeah, uh, and it was yeah. a shit show. I happened to be up with the baby feeding, and I just tried mm-hmm. to like, I tried to buy something just to just to get involved, and it was uh, it was a shit show. Like they processed all my transactions which uh was six transactions they took the money out of my account and i ended up with nothing (laughs) oh no (laughs) and i'm looking right now is there am i still do i still have nothing (laughs) i don't know (laughs) let's see i i better get a refund that's all i gotta say um but anyway yeah so i'm with you there um what else do we got in the news today my friend um it looks like robin hood's back in the news Oh boy, a good news or a bad news? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is um, Robinhood plans to expand crypto operations. 
So obviously Robin Hood was uh, in the news not that long ago for suspiciously um, stopping a lot of trading on uh, on the on the on the you know Wall Street markets or the you know your your typical markets uh, specifically with I think GameStop and uh, AMC um, when those were flying. I think I think they've reopened trading on those now, but there the focus here is on cryptocurrency. So Robinhood plans to expand its cryptocurrency trading operations and may add new coins to the platform. So Robinhood, for as much shit as they've taken uh, lately, they are uh, an easy on ramp uh, for new customers to come in and, and buy Bitcoin and, and, and cryptocurrencies. So here's a quote from them. We want to make a huge investment and hire a ton of people, uh, said CEO Vlad Tenev in a video posted uh, by the company on March 18th. Quote, we're going to try and get that done as fast as possible. We might add some new coins along the way. Uh, so the Menlo Park, California-based online brokerage added cryptocurrency trading features to its platform back in 2018, but that business has only recently taken off. In February, Robinhood revealed that it had 6 million crypto customers in less than two months, uh, though it declined to share the total numbers of customers trading crypto, crypto on the platform. In 2020, the monthly average of new customers trading on Robinhood crypto was approximately 200,000. So going from 200,000 to 6 million. Um, so not, not bad. So what do you think about this? It's fine. Um, I think there are better on-ramps, but the more that are out there, the better. Some people might really enjoy using Robinhood uh, to do their, you know, to do their, you know, Apple stock trading or Tesla stock trading, uh, <laughs> and maybe they just got their stimmy checks and uh, and want to buy. This, could this lead to retail alt season for Robinhood coins? What we see on, uh, I don't even know what's on there. Um, possibly. I just think people are, I think more, I'd like to see the distribution of consumers because um, I just think there are other platforms and maybe we'll get into this a little later um, that offer similar similar products that have greater mass adoption, um, you know, like Coinbase and stuff like that, right? So I, I would imagine there's probably more Coinbase users than Robinhood users. I might be wrong there, but I don't think I am. I think um, it depends on what your goal is, right? Like I guess I so, yeah. Robinhood... I think Robinhood, you're getting the trader mentality, right? 100%. 100%. Right? I think Coinbase, you're getting people that intend to use the coins that they're buying. I th you think I so? I feel that potentially, like, I mean, for Bitcoin and Ethereum, I would say yes. Yeah. Right? No, that like, makes sense. Maybe not for some of the other 50 altcoins on Coinbase now, because um, mm -hmm. I do know that some of my friends have now have Coinbase accounts and they literally just trade back and forth on Coinbase. But I would say for the Bitcoin and Ethereum piece, I know I'm using Coinbase only to use what I'm buying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I may be not a good representation of that. But uh, also, look, well, I guess we'll get into this also for in the uh, basics segment. Um, but I don't believe still there's any way to withdraw the coins you have on Robinhood, right? Oh, so really? I don't think so. So oh, oh, so like even if you wanted to move them to say like Binance or correct, or I don't think you can. So that's kind of what my point was about that, right? So I see it's literally just used for trading to either or to hope the price goes up you know what i mean right but you um, could technically trade on on robin hood within the the coins that they have yes but you like i said I, you can't send it anywhere after that correct um but all right we got one more quick news story here about ethereum so we were talking about ethereum uh, about the fees but this is a little different we've got the eth 1559 update um what is it and and what does it mean for eth so essentially what this is is it's going to be burning small amounts of ethereum on every transaction do you have a little more detail on that um i let me pull it up here um it is it's been talked about now for a couple of weeks uh but that seems to be where um where ethereum is going i think they had a uh like an internal vote 
um, to, to all the you know proof of work or not the proof of work but the uh, delegated proof of stake people uh, voted on this and um, and it looks like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be going deflationary um, which means every time there's a transaction a little bit of ethereum is going to be um, is going to be burnt and that the total number of ethereum over time will come down um now how is this different than bitcoin bitcoin never burns uh it never expands either so it's not uh it's it's not there's there's no inflation to bitcoin uh there's a set amount and that amount will you know will will stay until people either lose their Bitcoin and it gets lost to, um, you know, the the <laughs> super highway of blockchain. But that's the only way you can burn stuff in Bitcoin is if people just lose it. Uh, mm -hmm. Ethereum will actually be burning a set amount. So the total amount of Ethereum over time will come down, which makes whatever Ethereum you're holding that much more valuable. Uh, so that is that's pretty big news. Yeah, I would say you. I mean, you couple that. Uh, this is this was a, a more recent vote. So uh, this is EIP uh, fifteen fifty nine. So this is uh, Ethereum improvement proposal. That's what EIP stands for. Uh, so when it comes to open source software development, anyone can add code to a repository, but you have to have new code included. Means getting the proper approval. So anytime you want to implement something, it it, it goes to a proposal and then. Uh, it is voted on, um, so a lot of these things can get passed, uh, but needs the uh, you know needs the the, the majority of uh, Ethereum uh, people to approve it. So um, this is I think this is a big deal. I think this is a big deal. And then if they can figure out layer two stuff or figure out fees um, and and proposals on how to get rid of fees or bring those fees down, uh, you know, sky's the limit for Ethereum. I think. Sky is the limit. There you go. Uh, I, I think yeah. I think Ethereum's undervalued at this point, even We've at sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, we what were they calling? What were we calling for at the beginning of the year? Five like to five seven? grand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that leads me to my last headline here, which <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the purpose of this article is, other than duh, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> look. NFTs are the, all the craze, right? And I've yes. found myself uh, being an NFT maximalist lately because I think it's fun and it's more geared towards what I like to do personally, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this headline says, uh, Ethereum likely significantly safer investment than NFTs, says <laughs> Latier BNP Paribus CEO. Uh, no shit. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, who would disagree with that? Oh, I bet you there would be. I, I bet you there's some uh, crypto punks a, people. That it's a safer investment? <laughs> I guarantee you. Not there's a ton of people, but there are some people on Twitter right now that would argue for NFTs being a safer store value. Guaranteed. Guaranteed well, there are people. Well, safer store of value. Or whatever we want to call it. Like, I just said that. I but, mean, no, but that's, I guess you're getting into semantics there because. Yeah, less look, risky. Let, I would say there are people that I would think argue that's that. that's what we're talking about in this article. It's less risky. Yeah, right? I, I would say there are people that would argue that NFTs are less risky than Ethereum. Not that they're right. They're wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> but they would argue it. I think they're, but so like. The risky piece is exactly why people are, I think, involved in NFTs, right? There's uber speculation, right? And oh. uh, I don't know. I, I think obviously Ethereum is a safer investment, but that may not be what people are looking for, right? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> but look, I mean, all the all the arguments about in this article here, I'm not going to go into it, but... Uh, are the same things people were saying about Bitcoin versus the dollar in, you know, five years ago, right? Right. Uh, this literally says a quote that says, uh, NFTs are a, are very much an emerging asset and they're very risky, right? That's what people are saying about Bitcoin. That's what mm -hmm. people are saying about crypto in general. So, of course, that, of course, right? And look, I think we've already touched on this, like, I think 95% of these NFT projects are garbage, bullshit, yeah. like, and it's about finding the 1% that's going to stick around, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you're How much? not going to get me, you're not going to get me to buy into the uh, crypto punk knockoff of the day, right? Like, but even crypto not. punks, like even no. if you take the, even well, if you take. Crypto punks is, is crypto punks. That's totally different. No, no. But what I'm saying is like, I agree with you. Like I'm not investing in the knockoff crypto punks. Right. But like. How long do you think CryptoPunks, like even if you take the, even if we're using the, 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 the original one as the example, like how long do you think CryptoPunks is going to be valuable for? Do you uh, think in five years a CryptoPunks is still going to be worth what it's worth today? Or do you I think it's going to be worth less? significantly more. More? I, well, 100%. You're, you're getting, so here with CryptoPunks, the difference is the, one obviously the scarcity but two the historical value of it right it's it's known widely as like the first nft kind of is is it though like Like, how do we feel about is anybody buying fucking crypto kitties today well i think crypto kitties is uh, i i I just don't see a difference i i I don't maybe i'm wrong there is a difference but the like you know, and CryptoKitties is one. They're different. One CryptoKitties is a game, right? It's yeah, actually yeah. very yeah, much yeah. like we're talking about with Zed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it's also mostly a kind of non-functional game at this point because of Ethereum, right? So right. like, uh, CryptoPunks is more like a drawn, piece of art. Dr- drawn a parallel to yeah, like your NFT art, right? Mm-hmm. Which we see is still expanding and going every day, right? Now, um, it's also different because they're act they're more like a status symbol uh at this point too. Right. right. Is- like but it's a status symbol for in my opinion, it's a status symbol for twenty twenty one. Like you know what I mean? Like a status Maybe. symbol in nineteen ninety again, just getting off of NFTs in general. Maybe I think they might be considered more like the Mona Lisas of NFTs. You know what I mean? Like or the the Picassos of. NFTs. I hope you're right. I don't think a Picasso. Yeah, um, I, I think you. I, I don't know. You I, maybe. I honestly, just in my opinion, uh, as of right now, in five years from now, I, I only know. I can only think of one project that i think is still going to have value five years from now from nft and if from NFTs. yeah uh, and that's it? it's top shot interesting that's uh, the uh, only one that i see as but i think they're di- i think they're very different 100 percent. i agree right? so like agree. there's going to be a like that that's the thing nfts are so uh there's different classes of nfts right like Mm -hmm. there's art there's the collectible there's all this stuff that's going to happen with uh you know proof of participation or games or social like stuff like that right so there's going to be winners in each of those categories yes and historical significance i think is going to matter as well and i think that's what i'm just having i'm having trouble making a differentiation between and again i don't know as much about uh crypto punks but like, how is CryptoPunks different than the same buzz that we had with hash masks like a month prior to CryptoPunks? Well, I think hash masks might be one of those ones that kind of sticks around too. Like it's in a low. Are they? Hold, I, I have to look. I, it's I in a low. I think it, they uh, took yeah. a dip in value lately, but yeah. I think hash masks could potentially stick around. Uh, I don't. I think hash the hash mask. masks are better than CryptoPunks. Like to me, at least. Like I think they. I don't have a hash mask. Do you still have your hash mask? No, I sold mine. But I like. You did. Did you lose money on it? I know you were trying to. I think I sold it. I bought it. I bought. You had buyer's remorse immediately, which I I kind of wish you didn't sell it. (laughs) So I kind of wish I just bought it for you. Really. (laughs) So I bought one. I bought a spot to get one for three Ethereum, and I think I sold the one I got for two Ethereum. Which I was more than happy to do at that point. <laughs> like, okay, let's. I, I don't. I but you so, probably could have sold it for more. Interesting. I don't think mine was that rare. Like oh, there are some okay, that were selling for more. So you, so you bought your spot, and then your the one you got wasn't worth the. It was that yeah, like it was it was an okay one. Okay, so I wasn't in on the whole hash mask drop, so I don't remember or I don't know exactly how it worked. Yeah, like the, there was there was some rarity. Um, if you had a nice rare one, yeah, you could have probably got 
maybe five to ten Ethereum. But that kind of means you were just trying to flip it, right? <laughs> but I think the majority... <laughs> like you like, really weren't into the mm, long-term vision of Hashbox. I was talking to uh, to Ledger, and he and we were I think we were DMing each other, and he said there's... He says there's... I think he said there was like ten spots left at three Ethereum to get into the, you know, to get into the pre-sale. And he was explaining, he's like, oh, yeah, some people got in at point one, some people got in at point five, yeah, some people... The, the bonding curve type yeah, thing, yeah. I think he got in at, like, one Ethereum or, like, point five, and then he's like, there's only, a, there's only like, X number, maybe there was 40 spots at three Ethereum, and then there was only, like, three spots at 100 Ethereum. So the last, before closeout on this, three people needed to spend 100 Ethereum to get a spot. Somebody uh, did. They did. In a blink of an eye, it was like wow. it was at like my level, and then it was closed within forty five minutes. Wow! So it means all the I'm three. I'm glad Ethereum's- we had this conversation because I feel like uh, there was a unhidden, uh, there was an uncovered beast here that we just got yeah. into with. <laughs> so all right, Chamber saying no long term value in CryptoPunks. I totally disagree on that. Let us know which you think. Uh, what you think if there will be. Do you think CryptoPunks will be around five years from now? I mean, look, CryptoPunks did, they existed three years ago, Chamber, so they're already, they've already been around. People just didn't That's have a good point. The, <laughs> people didn't have the uh, NFT bug like they do now. Like, right. You could have bought a CryptoPunk so six yeah. months ago for under an Ethereum, I think, depending oh, probably. on which one you want. Yeah. Um, but now the lowest you can get a CryptoPunk for is like 40 grand. That's bananas. I mean, uh, dude, we have NFT horses selling for 16K. Don't get me started. I think we should just buy real horses. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of like the <laughs> low maintenance of the virtual horse a lot better. But uh, I, in fact, I think, Chamber, we should probably put out our episode that we're going to do of the mint condition on this feed next week also. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we, so. I'm sure I can figure out how to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that is going to do it for the news portion here. That's all the things going on. We are going to to, to get into our uh, new segment here. It's basics, bitch. Hi, my name is Brittany and I'm a basic. Hey, bitch. Now, this segment is going to be Chamber <laughs> walking you through some basic crypto knowledge so if you are new uh if you're not new to the crypto space you can fast forward uh or maybe just make fun of how little chamber (laughs) actually knows about any of this stuff um but here we go so today's topic is onboarding or on ramps and off ramps so um how are we how are we (laughs) getting our crypto or our money into crypto and our crypto out to dollars if you wanted to do so. So what are we talking about here, Chambers? So what we'll do is I'll kind of speak uh, for the international listeners, and then maybe you could kind of chime in for the American listeners. Because I think there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple of different ways. There are, I think there are some easier ways in the U.S. to do it uh, than there are in Canada and maybe internationally. Uh, but kind of the, the easiest ones, I would say, uh, if you're if you're looking to buy your first uh, amount of Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin or Ripple or whatever your, whatever bad decision you're looking to do, uh, <laughs> I would say the easiest one is Coinbase for an on ramp. Um, you know, a lot of people talk shit about Coinbase, but at the end of the day, it's I think it's the most popular cryptocurrency app currently. Um, Cash App might be in there as well, but uh, specifically your cryptocurrency app. Uh, Coinbase is is the easiest one. You can link it to your bank account. Um, in I know in Canada, certain banks get a little you know get a little questionable when it comes to sending money to a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, so check check with your bank to see if 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 you are. Uh, I'm in Canada. I use TD, uh, and I've never had an issue. Um, so it links directly to your to your bank account. Uh, you can I think there's limits. I think you start off with a lower limit, uh, maybe like a hundred dollars a day or two hundred dollars a day. Uh, but after like a, f- a couple of purchases, that that limit goes up pretty quickly. I don't know if there's any limit uh, issues in the U.S., um, but in Canada, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I can buy up to like five thousand a day now if I wanted to. Um, so it goes up pretty quickly. 
the only issue with Coinbase is once you purchase Bitcoin, you can't then convert it back to Canadian dollars and have it go back to your bank account. So it's a, it's a one-way, it's only an on-ramp, it's not an off-ramp. Uh, so Coinbase, it's on your phone, you link your bank account, it's very quick, very efficient, very easy. In my opinion, the easiest way to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, currently, uh, off-ramp, you can. there's a couple of different ways. In Canada specifically, I use CoinSquare. Um, they're, they're pretty good. You Again, same thing, you link your bank account, you then send your Ethereum, your Bitcoin, to that account on CoinSquare, and then you can convert it to Canadian dollars and it sends back. The newest one that I've been waiting to try, and I'll probably have this done in the next week or so, is FTX. Uh, I've converted, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Samcoin maxi now. Uh, FTX is, I think, probably one of the best centralized exchanges on the market currently. Uh, you can send your, uh, you can link your Canadian bank account, you can link your international bank account. So if you're in the UK, I think anywhere in Europe, anywhere in Asia, uh, you can link your accounts. They, they, you can convert to any. I was looking at the list of um, uh, of fiat currencies, and it's, I mean, it's, it's got everything. So I think that's going to be the best one going forward. Um, it's a little tricky. I don't know if they have an app that allows the easy access like a Coinbase does. But once you kind of get a good, if you're kind of an intermediate uh, cryptocurrency person, I think FTX you can use fairly simply now. Um, you can send your you can send your money in. You can send your money back. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for a little uptick in the market. I'm going to take a little bit of money uh, off the table and try a transaction to my account, so I can kind of come back hopefully in a week or two and uh, give you an update there. But I think FTX right now is the best. If if you have a, a little bit of background in cryptocurrency, if you've if you've bought some some Bitcoin, if you bought some Ethereum already, I think that's the next step after Coinbase. You can trade a ton of currencies. Uh, there's a ton of fiat on ramps there. There's a ton of fiat off ramps there. I think that's the best route once you've kind of you're in the water a little bit. What about in the U.S.? How how you how do you do it over there? Bunch? Well, so I use Coin or sorry, Cash App every day to buy Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's the easiest. Uh, fees are lower than Coinbase, and what I like about it is if you're buying to use it, you can literally buy it and send it immediately. There is uh, some restrictions. You can send only $2,000 worth a day and $5,000 worth a week. Um, you can use as Coinbase works fine. Just know that if you're depositing to Coinbase originally, you're not going to be able to move that right away. So if you are buying to use, there's some other options. So this was uh, something that happened to me. I had hit my, uh, I hit my cash app limit and I was trying to put more in. So I couldn't, if I bought with Cash App, I couldn't send it for the rest of the week. I see. Uh, so I was recently looking for somewhere to go to buy immediately, transfer immediately. So Coinbase wasn't an option. So I actually went to Trust Wallet. Mm. Uh, Trust Wallet was good. You could buy a bunch of crypto right on there. I bought Ethereum and sent it right away to my MetaMask. I think you're going to have to do a whole segment on MetaMask Chamber. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that that's its own that's its own beast. Yeah, so those are the ones I use most frequently. PayPal you can use now. Uh, I hate PayPal. I will never use PayPal. So, um, but uh, just know uh, talk about really quickly uh, centralized versus non-centralized and owning your own wallet versus not so um <laughs> this is i actually have changed my opinion on this uh more recently yeah that's because you lose all your coins. i lose a lot of coins <laughs> um which i did as well so if you were using a centralized like we were talking about coinbase or uh even cash app uh or ftx you are using you you are creating an account uh a lot of this i'm assuming it's the same for cash app but you're verifying your identification so you're saying i'm you know john smith from tulsa oklahoma i don't know <laughs> but uh you know you're, you're verifying you're doing a passport or a driver's license you're you're you are not anonymous anymore uh, on that site um that way you can obviously you can sync your bank accounts and all that fun stuff too but they you you don't own you're sending your bitcoin to that website if it's on that website 
and or if you bought it on that website and it's there, you know, technically you don't own it. It's not you you don't own the keys. The the centralized exchange does. You are, you know, it it's 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 not yours. If you want a lot of people that get into crypto um, want it for the you know the financial freedom of of just owning your own you know non-inflation currency and they want to own, they want to keep that to themselves they want to put it in their you know they want to put it in their mattress so to speak uh, and that's when you get a a cold well, storage you, wallet you leave yourself uh, <clears throat> you don't you're not exposed to any potential exchange uh, deficiencies a hack uh, anything yeah. like that right? or so. just you know the exchange is shutting the doors down and they, right I mean, which we've seen. Yeah, so you you are exposed, um, but if you want to, you know, if you if if you're more confident in yourself, you can get a cold storage wallet, which is, um, you know, I I use a Ledger uh, cold storage wallet, costs you you know, hundred two hundred dollars depending on on the. I think uh, that's a whole new beast. Yeah, but we should cover. But brief, yeah, you know, briefly, you can you can have this little device that you connect to your computer. And you can send your Bitcoin or you send your Ethereum to this little device. It's uh, you know it's 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 not attached to the internet all the time. Um, you can you can approve your transactions on there, and you can keep it. It's yours. Now the problem there is if you lose that, or if you lose your seed phrases, which we'll you know get into in another um, installment of ba- <laughs> what's it called? What are we calling it again? The uh, it's segment. basics, bitch. It's basics, bitch. So in the next segment of it's basics, bitch, uh, you know we'll get into you know seed phrases and that kind of thing. But it's basically a way for you to kind of uh, get your wallet if you happen to lose it. Uh, you have a backup uh, for that. Uh, but if you happen to lose your backup, if you happen to lose your device, um, you know you lose your Bitcoin. You lose your money. Like we uh, have multiple, and it's and it's painful. And there's nothing you can do about it. No one can help you. There's no customer service people. I just made sure my MetaMask phrases were backed up like five times because I don't want to lose my digital horses. It's <laughs> this is what we're talking about, people. There, there are real, there are real, um, you know, <laughs> real risks. Real risks in play here. Um, Imagine me having to tell my wife that I lost our digital stable. <laughs> Could you? Have you told her you bought horses already? I'm assuming you have. Yes, I have. I told her the other day I was buying digital horses. And uh, needless to say, the Holiday Inn has great COVID protocols. <laughs> so um, forever, I used to say, you got to go. You got to have cold storage. You got to, you know, Meta, even MetaMask, you own your own you own your own keys there. So you're using you got to back it up. But you got to back that shit up. And you got to double back up and have, have backups you know, maybe put away in a freaking safety deposit box. He's a real fine woman when you back that key up. Yeah. (laughs) You know it. Um, uh, So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of centralized exchanges now for, for holding some of my, uh, you're such a bitch. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why a lot of these companies, I don't be trusted Coinbase. I can't be trusted. Uh, Coinbase uh, has insurance in hand. So if anything does happen, uh, they have your your account is insured. Uh, I believe FTX does as well, and I believe Binance does as well. I was just looking at my MetaMask because uh, I was going to back it up again a fourth time, uh, and it's just a graveyard of shit coins. Oh my goodness! Yeah, try not to like, look at that sometimes. Uh, it's a graveyard of zero balanced shit coins that I used <laughs> to own that I don't own anymore. So that's uh, um, that's good. At least but, you don't own them anymore. Yeah, no, I sold them all for digital horses. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, all right, that is going to do it. Thank you for your uh, your basics segment. Um, we'll probably do these maybe once a month, so uh, you know, not to bore the the normal listener crowd. Um, but we do feel it's important to keep touching on these basics as new people come into the space. So that is going to do it for us. Before we go, I do just want to say, give a shout out to our uh, buddy at Crypto Leonidas or Crypto Leonidas. Uh, he was helping us out with the show for a couple weeks, did an awesome job. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you to him uh, really quickly. And um, that's going to do it for us, Chamber. What do we got next week? Who knows? I think we, um, might have a, we might have to put the Z episode out here. So, yeah, we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that um, in in coordination with our other show. 
So they come out on the same day. So whether you're listening to The Mint Condition or Wrecked, uh, you'll get the same show. Um, you'll hear our real names if you haven't already. Uh, it's weird. I, I feel like suck. we Dude, they I, just they suck. I think we should just go back to Chamber and Bunch uh, on the other I'm show. I'm totally fine with that. Let's I do that. Wanted to. The, you were excited about using our real names when I was like, this is <laughs> I do like so Chad and stupid. Chad and Joe sounds cool still, in my well, opinion. Well now you ruined it. <laughs> now you ruined it. Nobody right. got nobody got this far in the episode. Don't but worry. we yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's gonna do it for us this week. We'll have another episode out, hopefully on well, maybe if we do that episode on Tuesday, probably Thursday, uh yeah. then. Um but Anyway, until next time, don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.